Yeah, yeah. You were a steal. <laughs> Just charge one beer. Yes, very, very inexpensive. We'll give you a real generous royalty of like five cents of this. Yeah. <laughs> Data Decisions with Jason, uh, Drew Chambers here, VP of Marketing with Chorus. Obviously, Jason Abramitis and uh, special guest, um, Patrick Stewart, here today with us. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us about Star Trek. Oh, man, it's been so long. Just <laughs> uh, Patrick, uh, we, we, we brought you on the show. show. Obviously, you have a, a long history of, of uh, working in what you might call data science, data analysis. Um, but if you wouldn't mind, just give us a quick rundown of, of your background and, and kind of where you are now. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I've been in analytics to varying degrees for my entire career back to 2007. Um, an undergrad in economics and then a master's in data science. Uh, most recently, uh, joined a company called Rocky Mountain Resources as the VP of Data Science. I've been there for six months. And then prior to that, I've had different you know, analytical um, leadership roles and, and data science roles at uh, Nordstrom's. And then prior to that, uh, was at Sports Authority. Rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, prior to that, uh, telecom and banking industry. I feel like there's a missing piece here. Isn't there something about poker? Um, yeah, there was some poker way back. Yeah, okay. um, well, so when I graduated, the job market was not that great, so yeah. I got by for for a year or so. Well, yeah. So tell tell me a little bit about um, you know the application as you see it with uh, you know how are you using data science or, or, or data analytics in poker, and then how are you using it today? And like, what are the di- what are the main differences if, if from somebody from the outside that wouldn't you know, thinks all data is the same. You know, how would you how would you describe the differences between those two those two areas? Yeah, I mean, well, poker is there's still like luck and gambling involved, but it's largely a game of, of math and probability. Um, you know, what one thing I liked about poker is it did blend kind of the art and science, where the art was kind of reading people and understanding that kind of psychology and human behavior and, and picking up on on tells. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's similar to running a business where it's largely analytical, but there's still human components involved with managing teams and, um, you know, talking to your customers and whatnot. So. Sure. So then taking that now to, to, to kind of where you are today, obviously there's the, there's the team component that you, that you just hit on. Um, but how do you use, how are you using data in, in your day-to-day work um, now? Yeah. I mean... Right now, it's it's very, you know, the way I use data throughout my career has changed a lot based on where that company or that team was at in terms of their analytical maturity. And so when I started at Rocky Mountain Resources six months ago, there was some work done um, from an analytical standpoint, but it was very, you know, very young. I was essentially brought onto the team 
um, there was no team at the time uh, brought on to kind of build out the data science capability. And so the things that I'm doing now are very different than the things that I was doing say at Nordstrom um, in the sense that I couldn't even do quote unquote data science or analytics really day one when I started because there was actually no, no data to even analyze. So, you know, there were the high priority tasks at that point were let's just get our data warehouse up and running. Let's figure out what we even need to measure for the business. How will we measure that? What kind of sensors and data collection mechanisms do we need to have in place and how do we pull that into our data warehouse? And then, you know, once we have that, we can start to do analytics to improve the way we operate. Whereas, you know, when I was at Nordstrom, very big company, very specialized teams. And so my team of data scientists, we kind of took for granted the fact that we have this nice, you know, cloud data warehouse, entire BI teams and data architecture teams to maintain it. And we would go in there and have this awesome sandbox of millions of, you know, customers, uh, tagged nicely to every transaction and to every website visit. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, you know, data science is a ton of different things, and it, it varies largely on where the organization is in terms of analytical maturity. Um, and so that's, you know, one of the things I've, I've enjoyed about my new role is I've gotten to see that other side that I haven't really been ex exposed to as much. Sure. But, um, well, eventually, we're getting to that point where we're, we have a, a lot of data. So I think what, what something that you were saying that's really interesting is kind of the, the you know the the dichotomy here between Nordstrom, an established company, and, and somebody that's building building a, a warehouse from scratch. When you're looking at something from scratch, what, what are the most important things? Like, what what are the most important data points that you that you would be looking to start with um, maybe maybe like a, obviously it's different for every situation but maybe you can give us an example of kind of how you went through that process of building it out because maybe some of the people listening are in a similar position where they don't know where to start yeah i'd say it all goes tie back to the business and so at armar we had you know very detailed financial models that were built to kind of forecast our performance over the next, over the next x months and years and, you know, down to very specific things. Let's just use a trucking, you know, we, we own a trucking, we operate a trucking division, right? So in terms of profitability for a trucking division, um, there are some very, some things that are very um, important in terms of your costs and revenues, right? So costs, you have your biggest costs are your labor, your diesel, maintenance, tires, supplies. Um, and so we needed mechanisms to capture at a truck and driver level all of those different things right so we have each of our trucks is outfitted with a wi-fi enabled gps where we're collecting engine diagnostics um, fuel efficiency harsh turning for safety um, and that is very tightly integrated with our fleet maintenance program that's tracking costs at a, at a truck level and so essentially what we are trying to get down to is Say like, you know, instead of say a PNL for the trucking division every month, we're looking to get down to a PNL by truck, by driver, by job, by day, very detailed, so we can make decisions like, what types of trucks should we purchase? What types of drivers are best for certain types of routes? And so you kind of 
I, I like to think of like, what would be the perfect information I would need to make those kinds of decisions and then peel it back from there and say, well, to do that, I need to know fuel efficiency by driver and truck. I need to know um, how much we're spending on maintenance per truck type and per driver and so on. And then it's like, okay, well, if that's what we want to track, we need to figure out what software and what hardware we need to implement to do that. And then also those, whatever we think is the best software and hardware, we need to make sure that it, we can actually pull that data into our data warehouse. And, um, some of the way I look yeah, it's very, very cool. So if you were uh, trying to tell somebody to get, getting started to apply data to their decision-making process, are there any articles, are there any books that you have used that you kind of turn to, any resources that you think are, are really good in that, in that area? Yeah, I think so. A few of my favorites, I, there's a, a book called Competing on Analytics, which is you know, a lot of, a lot of dialogue on how companies with, with specific examples, how they've used analytics to create a competitive advantage in their respective industries. Um, some more technical, uh, a book called testing one, two, three. So I, you know, one of my passions is experimental design. Uh, I think it's an extremely powerful tool to have in your analytical tool belt. Um, so that's a great book and I think experimental design is so important because a lot of the questions we have from like a business standpoint and, and a lot of the, the people that I've worked with on the business side they have questions that we might not have data to answer and so to get around that you have to go out and actually design a test execute a test to collect the data you can answer that question so there might be maybe a, something like um, you know, from a simple marketing example, or what's the best marketing channel offer creative to re-engage a group of lapsed customers, for example. That question is actually go out and find a bunch of lapsed customers and then test different strategies across that population to figure out what the best treatment is. And then, you know, you can get creative and and if you design the test well, you can start carving results by other attributes, right? Yeah, that's uh, super helpful. And uh, we'll obviously link to, to both of those in uh, the show notes. Um, and yeah, Patrick, uh, I mean, we, we try to keep these pretty, pretty short. So uh, really appreciate the insight. And I think uh, phenomenal experience. And, and uh, I like how you really weaved in the uh, decision-making side as well, which is, is great because that's uh, what we're going for. So thanks a lot. Thanks, Rick.